Welcome to the Calyrex Game Corner's Pokemon D&D campaign, featuring Jacob as Schmidt with his far-fetched Quacko, Melissa as Cindy with her Vulpix Soul Eater, Grace as Elodie with her Milsery Cabbage, and CJ as Gimli with his Roggenrola Trevor. My name is Rich, and I'm the Game Master, and this is Dunsparce and Drampa. You find all four of yourselves outside of the Fortree City gym, excited, eager to take on the day. What do you say to greet each other? Hey guys, how did your how did your gym challenges go? I was scared, but successful. For sure. It was easy because literal ten year olds do this all the time. <laughs> Soli finally won her first battle. That's awesome. <laughs> Congrats. My new friend Torkoal really, really pulled through. Wait, you kept the Torkoal? <laughs> Absolutely. What did you name it? Toidle. Toidle? <laughs> Torkoal that tried to kill us? Absolutely. It's misunderstood. <laughs> he only wanted to kill us because of the, the vile. Exactly. Pretty chill. You know what, fair. I would say not chill because it's a fire type, but okay. <laughs> not chill, not chill. Speaking of not chill, uh, Cookie has spicy bubbles. Ooh. It's a fire move. I, I was like, can you clarify <laughs> spicy for me, please? I don't think I understand, but okay. With that being said, what's next for the gang? I mean, we took a break from these gym challenges, but I think we should <laughs> figure out about this whole file thing. Like, I also want to find my grandma. Yeah, maybe we can go to the Weather Institute. Well, that's on the way, isn't it? Elodie does have a map. I was gonna say I have a map, right? Can I look at my map and see if it's on the way? Melissa does not. Yeah, yeah. What are you looking (laughs) for specifically on the map? The relation between two places? Yeah, so like the Weather Institute in relation to uh, her her grandparents' berry farm. Excellent. Yeah. So as you look at the map, you can tell that the next route over, Route One Nineteen, is the home of the Weather Institute. Uh, If you go south from there, you get to a junction in the the land a junction in the continent where if you went west you would head to mauville which is potentially where the next gym challenge is if that's where you decide to go or you could go east and you could go to the berry farm so it's not on the way it's you'll be heading in that direction as you it's the only way to go really unless you want to go back to lily cove which you totally could do okay um but you'll get to a point where you'd have to split up or just go in the opposite direction take a detour basically since the weather institute is on the way out of here we can go there now and decide later what we're doing i think that's a good idea so you're all standing in front of the pokemon center and as we're about to march westward onto route 119 you hear the sound of glass being smashed up in the residential area followed by a large boom Oh, should we go check that out? Yeah, so we can only find out one way. As you approach the residential area, which you haven't been to for about a day, you see that the door to the witch's hut has been torn off. It is in the (gasps) middle of the walkway, and there seems to be some commotion inside. And as you're watching, a window shatters. I hope the old lady's okay. Yeah, we should probably enter, right? enter or try and investigate and see if she's in there or what's in there or what's happening okay who's in the front 
Uh, I think I'll take point. Roll a perception. Uh, that is a seven. Yep. It's a little nine. But... It's a little dark in there. The the lights aren't on. As you peer inside, you yourself, you said you're like four eleven, right? Yeah. You see a figure, humanoid for sure, and they are standing what has to be like eight feet tall. They are hunching Ooh. over inside of the witch's hut, and it's hard to make out exactly what they're doing, but they're standing at the corner of the room with the bookshelf, and they're clearly just tearing books off of the shelf. That doesn't okay. seem good. I think we should no. stop gonna, this. Right, I'm going to interview me. What are you doing? This, this figure ignores you oh. and goes over to the shrine that Zoe had set up with the picture <gasps> of Casey and her partner and the luxury ball that was placed on an altar and slams his fist down and shatters the whole stand. Did they have any, like, Pokemon or anything? Or is that just two guys? There is no Pokemon out. You just see one person. One giant person. And Oh, it's just one guy. Okay. They seem to be dressed entirely in metal. Like, if there was a knight in shining armor, but, like, modern day, they just head to toe are metal. They're wearing black gloves. Um, their ankles and knees and all the joints, their shoulders in their armor has, you can see some black cloth. Because you can't really move if you're entirely encased in metal. But they are basically a metal person. It would probably make metal really hot. What are you thinking? You're going to swing on them? Yeah, do you going to swing on them? I would encourage that behavior. <laughs> uh, I do choose violence, so. <laughs> I just hope Soli can make a hit. Soli, try some uh, Ember. Roll it. A five? Does not connect with <laughs> this with this ominous figure occupying the witch's home. Soli shoots out a little burst of flame and it just smashes into the wall, leaves it, leaves it a little singed. Um, this this eight foot metal figure turns to you and says, don't intervene. And he continues just smashing up the house. He tears the refrigerator out of the wall, peers behind it, leaves the fridge on its side. Wow, this thing's oh. on a tear. Um... I am concerned with this, but also feel like perhaps we should investigate where Zoe is. She's gonna let the dude tear up the house. Well, I, I don't agree with that, but I don't know if we can stop him. How charismatic do we think he is? <laughs> Not very. He doesn't seems like seem very, yeah. yeah. It seems very uh, stoic. Um, yeah, Patricia, who has been sitting on my head like a hat the entire time, mm-hmm. uh, starts singing a song. Like the move, or just like yeah, a, the just move saying an attempt to put him to sleep or lull him to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. This giant metal man is not phased with this song. He seems to hardly even take notice. He just doesn't even care. Um, he lifts up his big metal foot and smashes it into the ground, opening up a hole into the basement. He gets on his knees and he peers inside. He could get poison gassed. So I'll put uh, Izzy out and just kind of let Izzy get up in front. So that way she's close enough to poison him, but not everybody else. uh, Because it's a 15-foot radius. Yep. And uh, I need a con save. It's a 13. Notices the purple smoke billowing in and just stands up and says, I told you not to interfere. He still takes up damage, but is not poisoned. Okay, how much damage does he take? Uh, 1d4 plus 1. Okay. That happens. He's uh, clearly on a mission, but he's a little annoyed. He stands up and walks slowly towards the lot of you. I need someone to make another perception check. I'll do it since I'm in the room now. Yeah. 
12. You can see from the hole that he stomped in the floor. As you peer inside, you can see dangling from hooks on the wall, really small rodent-like skeletons. Oh. I knew it. Oh. I don't know what I knew, but I knew it. <laughs> A little more dastardly of this old lady than we initially thought. And, uh, he's coming for us now? Yeah, he's slowly marching forward. And in fact, um, he, we just bail. he reaches for... A heavy ball on his belt and releases a Pokemon that a few of you met earlier today. It's a much larger than you saw, Skarmory. And it opens its wings in front of you and shrieks. Yikes. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys have fun with that. Bye. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, um, we're done. Okay. Um, at Jeez, the, bro, we're out. At this moment, you hear a little chime coming from this person's body. And he holds his wrist up to his face and says, what? You hear a voice on the other side say, TMF, TMF, have you found it? He says, no. Well, I think that's enough time. Uh, Come regroup with us back at base. As he sees that you're all exiting, are you going to stay put or are you going to move out of his way? Uh, No, 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 we'll we'll let him pass. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him pass. Sorry. Yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> you all step to the. Cindy, yeah, Cindy yeah. lets him pass, but also like sticks her tongue out at him and like as he's walking <laughs> away, but like doesn't actually make noise, but like makes a face in his direction as he's walking away when he can't see her. This behemoth metal person walks outside, and in the daylight, you can see that they are really truly like eight feet tall. They are very large. Holy crap! Um, his skarmory flies oh, up in the air. He grabs onto Skarmory's talons and they fly off. They fly off heading southeast. <sighs> okay. <laughs> they were apparently looking for something, but they weren't able to find it. Maybe we should try to look. Yeah, I, I think we should take a look around. Or find the old lady. So, she's a witch. <laughs> and there's some witch things going on in the basement. I'm down to check it out. Yeah, I kind of want to investigate the basement. Y'all go ahead first. I'll you stand do... guard. That's fine. I'm yeah, not yeah, that's cool. Yeah, guarding. That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Making sure you're safe in case Absolutely. he comes back. Thank you. Absolutely yeah, guarding. yeah. All right. So this giant person, very ominous, just left, and this house is in a state of disarray. Um, who is going to investigate? Are they? What are they going to investigate? I think Dugimli and I want to go down to the basement first. Yeah, we can go down. Do you go through the hole in the ground, or do you take I, the proper I, stairs? Are there stairs? There are stairs. I will I'll go to the, the stairs. <laughs> I'll jump through the hole. Okay. Um, Gimli, roll a dexterity check. 18. 18, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you elegantly land on the basement floor. I'm going to clap. Yeah, LED <laughs> meets, meets Gimli down <laughs> in the basement. It's true. There is um, a freezer down here. And hanging on the wall is a series of Pokemon skeletons. They're all pretty small. Yikes. <laughs> oh um, there is also so- large barrels with an herbal smell coming from them. I open a barrel? Sure. You open the barrel, and it's full of tea. There's lots and lots of tea oh. in here. Oh, the tea! <laughs> Interesting. Can I perhaps pocket a little handful of it? Sure, go for it. Yeah, do I have any flasks or anything? I can I'm gonna do get that. some tea. Yeah, it's the same mix that was kept in the jar upstairs. 
tons of tea. It's just tea leaves and then mixed berries. So are we in like a freezer or is there a freezer in here? There is a freezer. Okay. Okay. And I, I assume it's sealed right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want to attempt to crack that open? Um, sure. Go for it. All right. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll open it up. Okay. Doesn't require a check. Cool. It's full of meat. It's full okay. of raw meat. Hmm. Okay. Do we know like well, roughly the size of this raw meat? You could roll a check and see if you can figure out what it is. I guess this would be like a perception type of thing. Uh, investigation, because you're investigation. looking at it, trying to figure out about it. Twelve. This is you're not sure exactly what, but this isn't like your classic fair mill tank beef. This is gamey meat. This is like not stuff that is usually eaten by people. Well, that might explain the skeleton somewhat, but I don't really know why you would keep this skeleton. That seems weird. What's Schmidt and Cindy doing upstairs? Uh, Cindy is looking around upstairs. Like, she's probably a little freaked out by the basement. Mm -hmm. So she's like, well, let me just look around upstairs. So should I roll, like, perception just to see if there's anything important upstairs? Yeah, Yeah, you're in in the bedroom. I got a seven. Okay. It seems like an old lady's bedroom. Um, the bed is all tucked very neatly. And if when you run your hand over just to like feel the fabric, feel if anything's weird, it's very dusty. It's weird. Cause if this is her bedroom, wouldn't she sleep? Uh, Schmidt is terrified and in the doorway. Give me a perception. <laughs> 17. So you notice that the majority of the inside is broken or disturbed or something there's books all over the place the table is smashed in half um the bookshelf is off the wall there's a hole in the floor the fridge got pulled off the wall and it slammed open and as you look inside you see that there's no food it is an empty fridge it seems like the only part of the house that was yet undisturbed was the counter where the tea is stored sus so like the tea was entirely untouched and that's the only thing that was untouched? Pretty much. The glass tea jar is sitting on the counter where you last saw Zoe serve you tea from. Suspicious tea. I feel like Cindy would like peek her head over the hole into the basement like, Hey guys, the bed's dusty. I don't think Zoe sleeps very much. Or at all. What was that? Oh, okay. It's gone. He's a vampire, guys. Schmidt's just like, nope, I'm out. Or at all. (laughs) When we're done in the basement, we'll rejoin upstairs. Quick uh, memory question. Mm -hmm. We went uh, to the house with Sam, right? Yes. Did Sam say she knew this person or. I think Sam was any more recollection aware of, that? of this person. Yeah, like, like kind of like acquaintance more not like, than not like personally, but like kind of like knew of this Ooh. old lady because we were like in, going to investigate. So like she was there with us. I think that'd be a good person to ask a question. Okay, I would agree. And Are I'm yelling this from outside the house. I'm like, I'm like, it's Fortree City, right? So the house is like up on a like a tree. Yep. I like, with, I like fully climb down the ladder and I'm like yelling from the outside. <laughs> okay, great. We should pick the fridge back up though. 
the empty fridge. Should we? Yeah, I think we should probably leave it like a crime scene for the police when they arrive. Maybe. Yeah, we should kind of report that this happened when we get back. Oh, that's true. And leave it as is. Yeah. But the cold air. Was it plugged in? Like (laughs) it had nothing in it. So Schmidt, you're like halfway down the tree, right? I'm like fully down the tree. Yeah. Okay. Roll a perception. Eight. Yeah. You don't notice anything. (laughs) Okay. Cool. I'm worried, guys. So I guess we can start working our way out. And just but right before we leave, did anybody investigate like the remains of like her shrine? If there was anything in there, can I do that real quick? Sure. Seven. Yeah, there's um, all the little scrapbooks, photo albums. They're all kind of strewn about. There's a bunch of Polaroids that are scattered all over the ground. The main photo that was framed at the top of the the little shrine is on the ground. The glass is shattered. You once again look at it and you see her partner who was described as casey the same photo gleefully holding up a little fox pokemon uh the luxury ball that was on the stand is shattered as a novice trainer you have an understanding that when this pokeball was broken there was nothing in it okay well that's all i wanted to do so we can we can leave so do we stop at the police station before we go to the pokemon center yeah as we're all leaving the 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 scene of the crime um you know just People who are dressed in police uniforms, they're running up to investigate. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It seems like all the neighbors are like peeking out their windows thinking like, what's going on? Yeah. I suppose like nothing, nothing to see here. Right. We should explain the situation to them. Yeah, probably. All right. As a collective, we're looking a little suspicious right now because we were the first. True. I didn't know yeah, that. Schmidt yeah. Schmidt is like precariously <laughs> dangling from the tree. Um, the, the <laughs> lot of you are like walking out of the house that's been destroyed and the police run up and they say, halt, what are you doing? Um, I'm leaving, so if you all wouldn't mind. <laughs> You're I not like going anywhere, and they have an Arcanine step in front of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess uh, to the police, um, yeah, there was a very tall person in this house destroying everything. We were just checking to see if there was anybody in there who needed help or anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, we just visited her earlier. Was that today? No, that was yesterday, right? For a time frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to check just to check the time frame. Okay. The, <laughs> the police peek inside and they see the, the wreckage. They're like, who would have done that so quickly? I don't I don't believe you. You should so, I no, mean... no, 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 no. This is this is this is easy to explain. This is easy to explain. We came into the house and there was this giant metal man inside. And then so at, at as we the man got a phone call. That said, uh, TMF, and then he he got on a giant, like larger than normal Skarmory, and then he flew away. Roll of persuasion. Sixteen. Yeah, they buy it. Schmidt's pretty charismatic, and the police are like, they 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 pull out a little notebook, and they're like, "Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah." And then there's a neighbor that's out the window, and they're like, "I saw it too. They're okay." And they say, thank you. And then another neighbor pipes up and says, I know we should never have trust her. We knew something like this was going to happen. I point at that person and I'm like, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zoe is great. We like Zoe. Do we, we, though? She had good tea. She she makes good tea. The the tea was very good. (laughs) I'm sus of the tea now. I'm I'm kind of sus of the tea. I'm going to be honest. The best kept secrets are told over (laughs) tea. I feel like that's going to be important. The tea. Well, she's got barrels of it. Don't tell the police this, but I did steal some. So it's okay. Shh, no, no. <laughs> um, to investigate later. 
Yeah. The, the Arcanine that cut off Schmidt stands down and the police say, well, you better get out of here before you implicate yourselves. Absolutely. Good idea. Thank you, officer. Yeah, thank you. I guess we don't have to go to the station. Let's go check in with Sam. All right. Yeah. You all waltz into the Pokemon Center and you see Sam. She's sitting at a table in the lobby and she's got a screwdriver out and she's fiddling with some sort of device. It looks like a communication device or something. Um, she's seems like she's whenever she's by herself. She's just messing with technology. Um, mm-hmm. She says, oh, hey, you're all back. How, how'd it go? You Lady, would not believe what just you happened. You have some splaining to do. Uh, we won the gym challenge. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Zoe's house is in shambles. Uh, Sam is rightfully a little overwhelmed yeah, from the joyous news that you won the gym challenge and then Zoe's house being in shambles and then Schmidt saying you have some explaining to do. She's like, okay, slow down. One thing at a time. What? Well, first okay. we won the gym challenge, but then some crazy stuff happened. Okay. Do you just, for the sake of brevity, do you just explain to her what you Yeah, explain you saw? to her the yeah. update her on the situation, and then Schmidt can start grilling her. Great. <laughs> um, she says, wow, that sounds wild. I'm glad you're all safe. Uh, you didn't figure out what that guy's name was or anything? No. He wasn't very friendly. Not yeah. really a conversationalist. It's definitely not talkative. But he didn't hurt you, though. No. We're hmm. fine. Okay. Probably would have if he didn't get that phone call. Anyways, what's your connection to the witch lady? She looks over at you and she says, uh, I don't know. I've just been through town a couple of times and I've heard about her. My first time meeting her was with you guys. If <laughs> Since there's a lot of suspicion going around and I know that not a lot of us have done a ton of D&D, if you think someone is sus, there's a stat that you can use. It's called insight. You can roll insight and you can get some information on about, you know, just like a lie detector, more or less. Okay. I believe her. I'm just saying sus. Okay. You're, you're not going to make a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she says, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Um, are you going to go back and check it out, or where are we going from here? I mean, I think we should take the vial to the weather center. Got to figure out what's happening there. Or the institute, either way. The institute would be the right place to check out those tea samples we got, or somewhere else. Mm. Maybe we should just hold on to them. Wait, what do you mean tea samples? We got, uh, there was a lot of tea in the basement of Zoe's house, so... You took things from the witch's house? Yeah. Why would you do that? (laughs) Throw it out now. Could be, I don't know. (laughs) It could be... It's witch tea. It's witch tea, lady. It's It's delicious. Drink it. It's fine. It's not going to do anything to us. It's pretty good tea. Sam says, yeah, that tea's really good. She Sam speaks up and says, I'd be happy to join you on on whatever you're doing here in Fortree, but I do have to ask my uh, mobility is a little impaired and uh, I got a call and my boss would like to see me back in Mauville. If we're going to head over that way, if I may, please ask that you can escort me through Route 119, at least until we get to the river and I can probably make it there myself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. She says, great. And then she packs up her stuff and she hobbles along beside you and says where are we going first um none of us have like any pokemon that could like carry her right all of her stuff is too baby i mean no she i could she can ride on torkoal probably it would take a minute but ride on a turtle nice and slow yeah yeah the ride she she wants to ride on a turtle she's mobile she just kind of hops along you know right it's like what's faster the turtle or person on one leg she can definitely walk she just can't run okay so that's why having other trainers around is a really nice uh Nice thing. Yeah, it's really useful. 
we should probably it, well, where do we think that we want to take the vial thing to because that's the critical thing do we want to go we've never been to the weather center we've only been to the institute the right of the learning. institute yeah yeah <laughs> um so we could take it there and see because it had an effect on torkoal so oh, like right. they might want to know about that information and the weather center was like more inclined to worry about like the harsh sunlight and stuff that was happening. That was because circle Torkoal was like supercharged, right? <laughs> At least I think. So like maybe the institute's better. Okay. I think we're probably gonna go to the institute then. The right of learning. Yeah, the right of learning. Okay. You hobble on back over the, the wooden walkways. Sam needs a little bit of help going up and down the ladder, but besides that, she's fine. There's a bunch of personnel running around doing experiments. Uh, there's a Pokemon that is literally a ball and it's red on the top, white on the bottom, and it is just shocking a pole. And you see Professor Hemlock saying, yes, yes, more voltage. Incredible. Yes. And this orb is just going full orb. It's just shocking this pole. Oh, Professor. He says, not now, just a minute. And Voltorb goes oh. Voltorb and keeps <laughs> just shocking and shocking. And then at the top of the pole, a little light bulb goes and he says, wonderful, another successful experiment. Now, what can I help you with? Oh, uh, so there was a, we figured out what was causing uh, the hot weather. It was a very large torkoal that was being influenced in some way, we guess, um, by this device. So we were hoping maybe, you know, you might be able to check it out. Okay, do you hand it over? Um, he says, oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I've I've seen these occasionally uh, when uh, they're generally used as medical devices on very large Pokemon. They're they're injectors, more or less. If you see a, like a needle and a syringe, that's that's exactly what's going on here. It's very interesting, though, because the pump that seems to push the liquid into the specimen uh, is locked. It looks like it's once it gets fully inserted, it can't get pulled out. So that's very interesting. And he flips it around and spins it around and he says, oh, NRG. What do you think that means? We were hoping uh, you might know. He says, yeah, uh, never heard of it. And hands it back hmm. over to you. Hmm. Would you like to look at the original specimen? Because I just show him the Torkoal that was originally big. Show him Toidal. He says, mm, I'm a little busy. I have lots of important things going on, but yeah, let me take a look. And uh, he kneels down and he looks at Torkoal and he like moves its neck around. He lifts up its foot. He says, mm, yes, yes. Good quality Torkoal, if I say so myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he says, now back to work. And he says, Voltorb, you're up. And Voltorb goes, Voltorb, and keeps shocking this pole that has the light bulb on it. OK, thank you for your time, Professor. <laughs> Hopefully see you all soon. All right, guys, so I think maybe the, the Weather Center might know about the energy thing, right? Maybe. Yeah, let's go there, <laughs> maybe. At least we can head there next, yeah. At least we can get money for the Pokemon that we caught, too. Route 119 is also a pretty tropical route. It rains most of the time, and there's a very, very large river that runs through it, uh, which is something that Cindy's familiar with. However, Cindy hasn't been here in a while. And she notices that the riverbed is basically empty, much like it was on Route 120. There's a small creek starting to form in the river because it's currently raining on this route. Um, we all march forward and head down the hill since the Fortree City is atop a very high elevation. I need Gimli to roll a perception. Nat <laughs> one. Nat one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gimli is just kind of thrown off by the rain and he stumbles. He stumbles down into the dry uh, creek bed, 
I need a dexterity saving throw. Five. Five? He tumbles right in to a stocky, red-haired minor woman. She's holding a pickaxe. And Mm -hmm. Gimli takes a d6 of damage as part of the fall. He lands very awkwardly. Oh, one. Perfect. That's a good one. Yeah, good, good. (laughs) Um, And who is it? None other than Alyssa, a fellow miner that you remember from Sinop. She says, Oi, Gimli, you took quite the fall there. Are you okay? Oi, Alyssa. <laughs> no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I've taken worse. You know that. <laughs> she, she looks at you and says, Gimli, did, did you bring your pickaxe? Of course. I bring it everywhere. I got to show you something. This is incredible. You're down in the oh. dry, you're, you're in the dry creek bed. Um, mm. And she takes you over to the wall that you fell, that you careened down. Mm. And um, you can see in the sediment, there is strange rocky shapes. Mm. She says, now, look, this, no one usually accesses this river ever. But because of the drought, that seems like it's ending just now. And she holds out her hand and it collects some water. Um, she says, just for a little bit longer, we can take a look at this. Now, now look. And she, she pulls out from her pocket what seems to be a Pokemon fossil. Um, Whoa. She says, there's some rare ancient fossils down here. And if you brought your pickaxe, you should definitely give it a swing and see if you can find anything. Are Come on, you, let's go. Are you going <laughs> to inform your party about what you've just learned? Guys, I gotta suck dig it! There's fossils down here! What? What? I gotta dig it! What do we, we have the, I'm too dead! We gotta take the thing to the... Not very good at digging. It's time for me to dig! This is my thing! Give me. I'd like grab Patricia from on top of my head and then I like look at her and I'm like, Patricia, are you any good at digging? And Patricia's like, uh-uh. And then I put Patricia back on my head. Um, Gimli, give me a dig. Give me like an advantage athletics check with your pickaxe. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you take a strike into the the creek sandy sediment bed, um, mm-hmm. and over over eons it's been compacted into sandstone. Basically, mm-hmm. you hit it in just the right spot that a small cavern opens up that you at four foot eleven could barely crawl through do you intend to go in it of course i do all right um let's let's move this to pull aside this is really fun are you down all right yeah absolutely gimli yeah you crawl into the cavern and with the light filtering through from the hole that you just blew through you find yourself in a very strange clearing in the rock it is about 10 feet tall it's about 15 feet around and in the center on a little elevated pedestal, it's a circle of rocks. And in that circle of rocks is an oval shape. It is sitting on a bed of ancient dried grasses and pebbles. Whoa. Okay. I guess I'll roll perception. You gotta take a better look around. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to know about the circle thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a 10. You can't, detel- you can't detect much. Um, this is like a small chamber of some sort. Seems very ancient, untouched for a long time. And in the center of this room, this is not a rock. You don't know what it is, but it's not a mineral. Does it feel like attached to anything? Like, could I go try to get it? You'd have to check. Okay. What are, okay, I have to check, like, perception to see if it's, like, attached and stuff. Is that what we're looking at? Uh, no, you can just go and grab it. Okay, yeah, I'll make him move to grab it. Okay, you pick it up. You can see, now that it's closer to your face, it is green in color. It's oval-shaped, and mm. it's strangely warm. Oh, Okay. I guess I'll remove it and take it with me because there's nothing else really. It's just the ancient grass and like that thing basically on a shrine, right? Pretty much. 
Okay. Yeah, let's let's make moves. Okay. Do you head back out? Absolutely. Okay, let's move to the other room. You all witness as Gimli steps out of a hole in the side of the creek bed, and he's carrying a about one foot, like one and a half foot large oval shape. It is green colored. And uh, Alyssa says, Oi, what'd you get there? I've no idea what this is, but it looks amazing. She says that that doesn't look like any fossil that I've ever seen. No, never. <laughs> we just bring it up. To okay, we don't here. Bring it back up. <laughs> I should wow. definitely get this investigated. It's beautiful. Look at you go. Does Sam know what this is? Um, yeah, she could make a check. Yeah. Sam says, whoa, you found that in side the rock in in that cave yes do you have any idea what this is um she rolled okay she said yeah that's uh that's not a rock i think mm. that's that's an egg mm. she says here and she pull, goes into her bag and she pulls out a little disc it's like a frisbee shaped thing she twists mm. it counterclockwise and ploop, it expands she says here i i picked this up uh down in Malville last time i was there this is an egg incubator why don't you try to put it in there Okay. Places it inside. Great. Roll a D100. <laughs> okay. Let me, uh, uh, 46. With you feeling it again, putting more pressure on it because you're being gentle, putting it into the egg incubator, it still feels kind of warm. Um, Alyssa shouts down from, um, the bottom of the river and the little trickle of water flowing down starts to become more of a steady stream. She says, mm-hmm. you came here just in time. This place was going to fill back up. I pointed out, Alyssa. I think we found an egg. She, she says, incredible. I'm going to stay down here and get as many fossils as I can while it's still dry. And she just starts hammering her way at the wall. Yep. Salute. Do what you can. We all cross the bridge over to the Weather Institute. Um, you can tell us the Weather Institute because there's a big sign that says mm-hmm. Route 119 Weather Institute. Uh, the first, it's a two-story building, and there's a ton of stuff on the roof. It seems mostly covered in a tarp, but it's large and bulbous and stuff's pointing out everywhere. Um, there's a little corner that isn't fully covered and you can see like a satellite antenna poking up towards the sky. Strangely, I have roll a perception, actually. <laughs> Not one. Yeah. Look yeah. at that tower. It, it's, it's definitely a tower. Cool. <laughs> well, wow. I said, look at that tower. Can I look at that tower? Sure. And roll a perception check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh 14 14 um yeah it's it's about like 1 or 2 p.m so it's still early in the day so they have to be open but all of the lights on the first floor are off and all the lights on the second floor are on and the door is creaked open a little bit uh, i guess uh we should uh, go yeah. in yeah your friend sam is a little out of breath and it's at this point where she turns to you all and says I think I'm going to wait out here while you guys get that sorted out. The rain actually feels kind of nice. And she sends out her Pokeball and her friend Frostbite joins her and they just stand outside. You enter the Weather Institute. Um, The lights are off and it's strangely quiet. It's dark and cold and it's full of computers and machinery and all all sorts of gadgets. Um, There are monitors against the wall that are turned off and you hear some murmuring coming from upstairs. You can't quite make out what's going on. There is no people down here. There is a bed in the corner with a PC and just a bunch of working tables and computers. But it's just a bed and a PC. And the workstations, yes. Okay. Sounds like a gamer lives here. <laughs> Do you, does Schmidt say that? 
<laughs> I don't yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Schmidt would say that. Okay. Looks like a gamer, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Do we all march upstairs? Do we check anything out? I mean, I'm good. To yeah, go. I'm pretty gung ho. Turn on the lights. Sure, you can turn on the lights. Yeah. Does that change anything? I need another perception check. <laughs> Sick. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Um. One of the workstations is not like most of the tables have all their chairs pushed in and all the stuff is off and tidy. Um, the one closest to the staircase, the chair is pulled out and the keyboard is askew. That's probably the gamer. Yeah, yeah. let's go upstairs. Who is the first one up the stairs? I was like, I usually lead, but maybe someone else wants to. OK, Schmidt is. <laughs> I guess we. Yep. I guess this is what we're yes. doing. OK, we're, 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 we're on the quest to find a gamer. We're on the yeah. gamer quest. Um, mm-hmm. Schmidt. Speaking of gaming, has to make a charisma save. Charisma save specifically? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Nat one. Nat one. Y'all are oh. rolls tonight. We're on, we're on point. Yeah. You except that one crit that you got when it came to digging. <laughs> hey, that crit mattered. It was my time, dude. Um <laughs> as you march up the stairs, gun ho ready to get this reward of sorts, you come face to face with the maw of a shark floating in the air, and it terrifies you. Um, Quite literally, you are terrified. You cannot move towards this creature until you pass a wisdom save. Um, Because you got a critical failure, you start to fall down the stairs. Is anyone going to try and catch Schmidt? Yeah, I'll I'll catch him. Okay, roll it. Roll a dex. No, we just let him fall. I was about to say, canonically, I think that would be funnier. Okay, I'll just let him fall then. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Schmidt falls, takes four damage, hitting his head on the stairs. Um, Schmidt, are you okay? Schmidt's like, but that shark. (laughs) You're all able to peer up the staircase, and it's true. You see basically the disembodied head of a shark in the shape of torpedo um, chomping its fangs at you. Uh, You can hear shouting in the other room, and through the corner of your eye, eye, you can see um, someone wearing uh, a lab coat and a collared shirt who is bound to a chair with tape over their mouth. What? Oh. Um, <laughs> this is getting wild. Right, cool, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Somebody come and come get this dog. Um, <laughs> does, does Elodie say this out loud? Yes. <laughs> um, amidst all the shouting in the other room, you, there's silence. Uh, and you hear a voice say, "What? What was that? Is someone here?" And a person walks over to the staircase. Uh, they are holding a lure ball in their hands and they say, Charpedo, what did you find? They are dressed in skin tight, dark gray clothing and over their eyes, they are wearing a visor. They say, Your outfits are lame. Do you say that? <laughs> yeah. They say, all right, who's messing around with us here? From the bottom of the stairs, it's like, I don't know who it is, but it sounds like they have bad fashion sense. <laughs> This who person. are you, actually? Yeah. Do you ask that? Yeah. Uh, give me a persuasion. Oh, nat twenty. Nat twenty. Jeez. Yeah. Um, this this person stands at attention, and they put their hand to their forehead in a salute, and they say, "Grunt Alexander, Team Energy, reporting for duty." And then he says, "Uh, what?" Uh, Sharpedo, <laughs> use, use Aqua Jet and our Sharpedo attempts to shoot a blast of water down the stairs you all need to make a dexterity saving throw DC 15 to not be knocked over um, Schmidt's already fallen so he can't really fall anymore 
but a blast of water shoots down the stairs. Brace yourselves. Uh, I got a six, so I'm failing. Okay, that. I'll cushion your fall. 30, 20, baby. Nice. Is the, What check is this? DC 15 dexterity. Oh, no, I failed. Okay. So Cindy jumps up and plants her arms and legs into the corridor that the stairs are, while a blast of water surges below her and tumbles everyone else down the stairs. Uh, you can peer inside of the other room, and it seems like a very tall figure wearing some sort of large coat turns around, and she faces forward. She says, Alexander, what are you doing? You can see on her face, she is dressed similarly to, to this grunt Alexander, who introduced themselves as such, but instead of a visor, she has a single eye patch. She marches forward as she does so, the, the sound of her boots clink on the linoleum tiles. You can hear whimpering coming from the workers who are all bound up. She says, who's interfering with us right now? Cindy makes raspberries in her face as she's like squeezing herself in the wall. I don't know what your definition of interfering is, but we, uh, aren't you at the bottom of the stairs with me? Yeah. Okay. I'm yelling this up. In my mind, it's like we've <laughs> Schmidt We're was like, pile. Like, like broke her fall. Like she didn't take any damage because she landed on Schmidt. You hear the sound of a person who is not one of these two thugs who you've just met, who says, help, please, come help. Ah! And then they are silenced. Time to battle. <laughs> are, are we all going to roll initiative? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds about right. This authoritative-looking woman who is wearing a long coat has an eye patch. She says, Mariana, that's enough. I need you over here. And a large black and gray dog marches over. You notice that this woman with the eye patch, her hair color, it's thick, wavy, and black, and there's a streak of silver down the side where the, where the eye patch is. She instructs Mariana to go for a bite in Cindy's direction and gets a three. Um, a very large, dark dog lunges towards Cindy in the staircase. Cindy's able to just very, very barely jump out of the way of the gnashing fangs of Mightyena. Elodie, what are you doing? My action would probably be to get up and, and kind of get up the stairs a little bit. Okay. You like can a... you can send out your Pokemon, too, but you also have yeah. to move up the stairs. Yeah, I'll send out Cabbage. Okay. Um, and then... Well, I guess Cabbage was probably already out. Sure, sure, sure. You can take an action of some sort. You probably can't get in melee range of uh, uh, the shark or the dog, but you can do something. You can make okay, a check. Um, I'm going to I'm going to use. Can I use sweet scent? Sure. OK, I'm going to do that. Who are, are you, so, you're targeting all unfriendly creatures. Yes. OK, so they have to make a charisma save. Yes. What's the DC? Uh, 12. They both get a 13. So ah. Neither of them are affected by sweet scent. Jerks. OK. Schmidt, what are you doing? You're farthest down. And you just bonked your head against the stairs. Hmm. Question. Yes. So as I was walking up the stairs, I had Patricia on my head. Uh -huh. Is Patricia okay? Yeah, yeah. Patricia's fine. Patricia nimbly jumped in the air with her little fluffy little wings. Okay. Um. I guess we just run up. Yeah, it's still a little slippery. You make a DC five dexterity check. 
five is what I have to hit. Yeah, so it won't be hard. Okay. But oh, I, I rolled a seven. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> Almost fell again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The briny. Well, I rolled a seven. That was before my modifier. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you managed to march up the stairs. You've caught up with Cindy at the height of the stairs leading to the second floor where all the lights are on. Um, is there anything else you want to do? Quacko, draw your sword. And then Quacko, like, pulls his leak out in, like, a, like a sword stance. Excellent. Quacko draws his sword. Gimli. Is any are there any Pokemon in like like range? I guess like I'll, I'll say in range, but like the staircase dividing inside. I don't know the ranges of like the Sharpedo or anything. Sure, yeah. So the staircase that you're walking up is wide enough for like two by two, two by two regular sized creatures, whether they be people or Pokemon. So basically, okay. like at the furthest into the room, there is this authoritative person. We'll call them admin. There's admin mm-hmm. and Grunt, and then there's a Mightyena and a Sharpedo, and then there's Cindy and Schmidt. I didn't want to move too far though, because like. I get because I get the movement, but uh, I wanted to like throw a yawn at Sharpedo. Okay. Yeah. Total. So, What's the DC? Uh, no DC. Just falls asleep next turn. Oh, yeah. That's the thing that happens. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sharpedo starts to get a little drowsy. Grunt Alexander will say, Sharpedo, no, now is not the time to get tired. What are you doing? Go for a bite. And goes for a bite into Farfetch'd. 14 yeah, hits. hits. All right. Quacko takes a max roll. Uh, Quacko takes 24 points of dark damage as Whoa. Sharpedo gnashes its fangs into this oh poor little God. duck. Cindy. Cookie, it's time for some spicy bubbles. Spicy <laughs> bubbles, let's see it. Who are you targeting? It doesn't matter, I got a five. A five? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gumi shoots out some spicy bubbles. They are sizzling. It's very interesting. They are red in color, and they are floating up the stairs. Sharpedo looks at them and just spits on them. They're gone. All right. Sad bubbles. The admin turns back around. She says, Mighty Anna, you know what to do. And she marches back over to the individual in the far corner of the room who is taped to a chair, who she mm-hmm. seems to be interrogating. Um, Mighty Anna goes for a howl and will request... A charisma saving throw from everyone, Pokemon and people. The DC is 11. Um, is this like intimidation? You know what? We'll treat it as such because it's not exactly, okay. but that is kind of what's happening here. And Quacko's immune to intimidation because of inner focus. Yes. Yeah, we'll say that Quacko is not phased by this. Okay. Is it just Pokemon rolling or people too? People too. Okay. Schmidt rolled the two. Okay. Elodie, yeah, I, will, I also. Uh, failed, but cabbage passed. Oh man, yeah, both me and Toidle failed. So that's crazy. Okay, so I think everyone failed except for Quacko, right? Yep. And cabbage. And cabbage. Okay, everyone besides Quacko and cabbage for um, two rounds will have disadvantage when attacking Mightyena, and you cannot get closer than melee range to it for two rounds. Okay. So for like people that doesn't affect our Pokemon though, like can we still have our Pokemon? Oh, like, we have advantage. Yeah. So like if you okay. wanted to go up and punch Mightyena, you couldn't. Okay. Well, I wasn't planning on it, so that's good to know. But hey, like just in <laughs> case, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some other people might be. So that's valid, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that is Admin's turn. Elodie, what are you doing? Cabbage managed to not be scared. Good girl. Amazing blob of milk uh goes for a draining kiss onto the sharpedo okay roll it does, 10. 10 does not break the armor class Ugh. of the shark 
the shark as milsery is coming in chomps towards milsery scaring cabbage back to LED's side anything else you want to do with your turn can i like me myself has disadvantage on anything i can do but i can still try and like can i try and get like the admin's attention just be like hey like who are you yeah go like, for what it. are you doing yeah 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 Yeah, i'm gonna do that um i won't give you disadvantage because you're not like attacking you're just kind of oh okay yeah and it's to the admin it's not to the mighty anna right yeah it's to the admin yeah who are you mighty anna <laughs> 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 Um, let's say it's persuasion. Any... Benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Rolls are becoming crap. Um, oh wait, I forgot how good I am at pers- at charisma things. Okay, so 12, so kind of. This large and in charge woman turns around and says, shut up! And she goes back to facing um, someone who wearing glasses and a lab coat um, in the chair. And because you drew her attention, she's speaking a little bit louder now. And you can make out her inquiring. You need to tell us about what happened at Mount Chimney right now. And she is uh, pointing at this individual who has really small holes in their neck. Little bits of blood dripping out. The holes are in the same configuration as Mightyena's teeth. Um, Schmidt, it's your turn. Quacko's not afraid of this Mightyena. So Quacko's just going to get in there and start messing him up. Going to give him a good old aerial ace. Let's see. It doesn't miss. Roll damage. Five. Um, Quacko jumps in with his sword, smacks Mightyena right across the snoot. Takes a bit, little, little chunk of damage. Mightyena lets out a little growl and looks towards Quacko. Okay, Gimli, what are you doing? Question. Answer. Patricia was on my head. Mm-hmm. Do we want to retcon that to where Patricia was not, since I'm just battling with Quacko? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. If you, like, don't want okay. her to be in combat, we can just say that you recalled her. Yeah. Yeah, that's we'll fine. We'll just say I recalled her. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. I'm just going to rock to him, Sharpedo. So that's a DC 14 strength? on strength. Mm-hmm. Arpedo's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. It rolled a four. Toidle throws out some rocks from its shell. Pins Sharpedo to the ground. Sharpedo was levitating. Let's make it take extra damage. Because now it smashes in the ground. It only takes two extra mm-hmm. damage. It is no longer levitating, surrounded, one could say, tombed by rocks. How much damage does it take? Oh. <laughs> okay. I rolled max damage on both D8s, so that is... 16? 19. Oh, yeah, with the plus. Jeez! Yeah, Yeah, and one swift blow, this this toidle smashes this Sharpedo into the floor. It's incredible. Um, I need toidle to make a wisdom check. Okay. The wise toidle. Let's see. Uh, 11. 11? You can't tell why. But Toidal is fired up. Toidal, some of your, some of the people around you, people in Pokemon, are scared. Toidal is still scared of Mightyena, but Toidal's angry. Let's move on to Alexander. Alexander's shark is covered in rocks and falls asleep this turn, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just asleep. <laughs> he already had his action. So rocks. <laughs> he just gets crushed by rocks. It just took over half its health and damage and is now snoozing alexander's like no 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 they'll never promote me at this rate and he just he just uh can't do anything um so cindy what are you doing okay so cindy's about to pull out some bs okay let's see it uh she's shouting at the like admin basically saying something to the effect of like he doesn't know what happened at mount chimney you're talking to the wrong people are are you like trying to deceive her Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Roll it. Two 
on top of my like charisma sure yeah I, I will let you know this will be a hard check this is a professional criminal on a mission on an assignment <laughs> so it's going to take a lot to convince them that they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing okay well i got an 18 okay she turns around and looks at the game and she says you don't know what you're talking about and the the person who she is inquisiting says no no it's true we no longer have that data we had to give it over to the government. The champions needed it. I we don't have that on file anymore. And she says, "You don't know what you're talking about." And she grabs the worker by their neck. <laughs> the scientist who has the data doesn't know what he's talking about. She says, "Give me the data now." It is her turn. Mariana's kind of acting on its own now, right? Yeah, Mariana is a, also a trained criminal and is pretty effective at these sorts of things. Professional criminal, yeah, Mariana. Professional criminal, professional criminal Mariana. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll just have Mydiana go for another bite into Soli. Soli's out, right? No, Gumi's out. Gumi's out. Gumi's out. Gumi's out. Cookie. Is Cookie going to take a bite? It got a crit <laughs> fail. My gosh. Um, Let's go. I guess Gumi's not taking a bite. Mydiana gallops towards um, Gumi at the top of the stairs. But uh, Cookie is just so gooey and the floor is wet from Sharpedo that Mydiana slips and is now prone. Um, any frightening effects that it cast on you are gone because this dog looks stupid. So there is <laughs> no, no more. This dog. No one is scared of this dog anymore. It is sprawled out on its legs on the ground. Um, Aha, stinky. Great job, admin. Great turn. Um, uh oh, stinky. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will go for uh, draining kiss into the sharpedo again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, be care- some some warning with gameplay. Um, be careful when it's sleeping. That gives it a chance to wake up if you attack it. Right. I so forgot about that. Yeah, no, I'll go for the Mydena, actually. No, you're right. Okay, you get advantage for on Mydena because it is prone. Cool. You'd have advantage on Sharpedo, too, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. No, I, I, I think we'll go Nat 20. Critical hit. Oh, my so goodness. Apply... Effective move. What? True. So apply your full damage twice. Right? Hold on, am I doing or, this right? We haven't gotten a super effective critical hit so. yet. Yes. So that's automatically 21, and then you roll the damage again. Holy crap. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Super effective critical hits are nasty. So just normal damage then, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's on top of the critical hit. So if I roll a 5, then that would be the plus 3 again. So that would be 8 plus the 21? Well, wait. Right? Um, no, it's super well, effective, no. so, so you roll it's your damage twice. Yeah. Oh, so that's two d8s. Yes. Yes. So you automatically get sixteen. Oh my god. Sixteen flat, and then you roll your two d8s and add that as well. Okay, so I just total rolled an eleven. So okay. eleven plus sixteen. Yeah. And then plus the three. Yeah. For the move. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty. Yeah, my is conked. Um, I'm just done. <laughs> I've asked this before on draining kiss critical hits, but do you have a way you want to describe it? Milsery, stop killing things with your deadly kiss. Um, oh gosh, it's so hard to think of. Does anybody have any ideas before? I don't know. I like to crowdsource it. It's like it oh, does the smooch, oh. but it's just like a really furious smooch. What? No, you could, okay. So yeah, I like the furious smooch approach, but like Mighty Anna just fell. It's embarrassed. Then Milsery just approaches. It's almost like an attract almost. They go for the draining kiss, and then Mighty Anna, hearts in its eyes, just <laughs> collapses over. <laughs> the That's perfect. Perfect. knocked out <laughs> That's with love perfect. That's excellent yeah okay or, right. like love slash embarrassment you know it's just right. so it's like a mix my name's cheeks are so red right now it yeah just... 
Can I like cry? Can I yell over to like the admin like, hey, you might want to check on your dog. I like how you start with can someone get this dog and then there was an actual dog. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I don't have time for that right now. And she is just um, strangling this poor person who doesn't have the data that she needs. Um, Schmidt, what are you doing? Um, well, I'm not afraid of any of these Pokemon anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sharpedo is just... asleep and covered in rocks also. So. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I think Quacko's just going to go for the lady. Okay, just give her a smack. Yeah, give her a good little smacky smack. Okay. Aerial Ace doesn't miss, right? So, uh, Is that what I'm doing? I, I, okay. I was assuming. I don't know what you want to do. Yeah, I guess a good old Aerial Ace. Okay. Five again. That's two minerals on Aerial Ace, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Quacko leaps into the air, leaps out of the fray, and smacks the admin right on her back. She says, ah! And she turns around. She says, what now? And she notices that her dog is, in fact, knocked out. Alexander, why are you doing your job? Um, What'd you say? I said, what do you mean, what now? How about stop? <laughs> she yeah, she, she looks over at Alexander and Alexander's just panicking. He's like, uh, 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 my shark's asleep and covered in rocks and my Diana's down and uh, I, I don't know what to do. And she, she goes, Wild on the loose. I can't deal with you right now. Um, and she is also embarrassed because she got smacked by a duck. So she brings <laughs> her her wrist there. communication device. She says, we're boarding mission. We're returning to HQ. There's a voice on this said on the other side that says understood. These two characters start to retreat up a ladder leading to the roof. Um, and Alexander recalls a sharpedo. Do you do anything to try and stop them? Uh, Amber, burn the ladder, please. It is a metal ladder, but yeah, you can make it hot, I guess. Yeah, that would make it hard for them to grab. Okay. Yeah, try Roll it. it. No, can Cindy assist with Soli's Ember? I know it's not my turn, but <laughs> yeah, Gimli, what did you roll? I rolled a six. Okay. Um, yeah, we can just combine the two hits if you're okay. like doing a targeted ember. So roll to hit. Fourteen. Twenty total. Yeah. Geez. <laughs> the admin shooting up first. Um, the the metal ladder gets really really hot. She says ah, and unfortunately she is wearing leather gloves. So she's man. She's able to get to the to the top of the ladder. Um, she shouts down. She says Alexander, where are you? And he just is like ah. Uh, uh, like he's put his hand on the ladder it's just too high he's like I can't get up I can't do it I can't do it and she says you're worthless and she um, <laughs> she she marches up on the roof you can hear the sounds of her boots <laughs> stomping on the ceiling and Alexander's just like stuck down here you're down here with um, two workers who are bound to chairs one of them is bleeding out of their neck and mm. there is a grunt who is very startled, very scared. His shark failed him, and he's just kind of shivering on the ground. You're out of initiative. What are you doing? How far away is the lady? Um, the admin? Yeah. She is up a hot ladder that is 12 feet high and on the roof. Okay, so if I had Quacko fly 30 feet, Quacko could probably reach her? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, he's just... <laughs> He's going to just fly up the ladder. Wild shoot. duck just chasing this lady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He flies up the ladder. It did provoke an attack of opportunity from the admin, but she missed. 
Um, does does Quacker is Quacker just watching? Does he have an instruction? Is he attacking her? What is he doing? Uh, he's attacking her. Yeah. Okay. Just trying to stop her from like leaving. With what attack? I guess aerially, since that's what we've been doing. Okay. For seven. That's some damage. Um, you hear the sound of like ah, a little object tumbles down the ladder, and it lands at your feet. She is still up for sure, but she is annoyed, and she mm-hmm. seems to have dropped something. You see, tumbling down the hot ladder is a cube. Faith. Uh, The energy cube. The Alexander, who's on the ground, he says, oh, no, 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 no. And he tries and pockets the item. He rolls an 11. That isn't quite good enough from his position. Uh, Cindy tells Alexander that his life of crime was a bad decision and that he should regret his life choices and stop. Roll (laughs) an intimidation. (laughs) Ah, yes. Cindy, so intimidating. Well, with her charisma, she can virtually roll to 14. Alexander's like, what, what are you talking about? I can't just quit. No, let let me out. And he, he tries and stands up and tries to walk past you. Nope, tackle him. I'm tackling him. <laughs> okay, roll your strength. It doesn't matter. He's a coward. You're going to pin him. Like, yeah. Just roll not a one. Roll anything but a one. Yeah, I did. Wow. I, I, roll, I rolled okay. a 12. Great. You have him while restrained. We're, I was going to say, while we have him restrained, do we have any way to cool off this ladder? I he could. has spicy bubbles. I cannot have. Can <laughs> yeah, spicy bubbles or not? Yeah, no. Unless Patricia's you want me to sing at it <laughs> or smell at it. <laughs> Can Patricia safeguard me so I don't get burned while climbing the ladder? <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, roll like a some sort of check. Just roll a d twenty to see if she does it correctly. Let's roll a d twenty. That's a two. So yeah, um, Patricia it's does her best, but it doesn't quite work. whip at the ladder to cool it down. Uh, so we can only really reach like the first couple of runs, but you can cool those. <laughs> Try and cool it down. Yeah. Well, I rolled a 16, but for tail whip, the target must make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> yeah, it's a ladder. Um, yeah, you can cool you cool like the, the first two runs. Like they're nice and regular temperature now, but that's not also not really where the ember was targeted. It was targeted like in the middle upper part. So it like doesn't yeah. really matter. <laughs> Imagine the ladder making a wisdom saving throw. Um, you can hear the sound of an engine revving, mm-hmm. and a large shadow moves over the hole that leads to the roof. It seems like a vehicle has departed. Mm-hmm. Rocco, are you okay? Yeah, um, while all of this is happening, can I check on the worker? Which one? The one that was tied up? They're both, They're tied, both tied up. up. There's two. Oh, there's Probably two. The one I that was bleeding from the neck. Yeah, the one that was bleeding from the neck. Sure. Are, do you do you attempt to like help their wounds, or do you want to ask them something? Yeah. Okay. Roll. Yeah. Can I like untie them and address their wounds? Yeah. Yeah. You untie them for okay. sure. Roll a medicine to see if you can help them cover up their wound. Okay. Is Quacko um, okay? Quacko's fine. Richard. Quacko flies back down. He's fine. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. The worker goes. Ugh, there's 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 bandages in that cabinet. And points over in a direction. You you grab the bandages and you seal up the little mighty and a bite marks around their neck. And they say, "Thank you, thank you for your help." What um what 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 were they asking you about? Why what do you know anything? The worker looks at you all and says, "I, w- I was telling them the truth. A few months ago, we recorded a surge in activity over at Mount Chimney, and." A few few days later, Mount Chimney went dormant. This is something that hasn't happened for a long time. In fact, it hasn't happened since um, Team Magma was meddling with Groudon in the volcano. 
Now, the residents of Lava Ridge are worried. All of their geothermal heating isn't working, and a lot of people who aren't criminals are pestering me to figure out what's going on, since we do seismic and geothermal readings here. When this first happened, both times, both with Team Magma and this mysterious new Team Energy, the champions got involved. Uh, May came straight to this office and requested to take all of the data from our hard drives. So we literally don't know what's going on. We do know that this organization has some interest in the dormant volcano, but I couldn't tell them anything else. Cindy would have tried to plug uh, Alexander's ears because he has not yet agreed to give up his life of crime. Okay, yeah. She doesn't want him to hear any of that. Sure. Um, The researcher says, I'm so glad you came. I don't know what they would have done to us if no one intervened. But uh, Mm -hmm. what, what brings you here in the first place? Boy, we were actually bringing this another we, NLG thing to ask you about this. I was going to say, can we take the the boundings from the um, two people we freed and tie up the uh, the other guy? Absolutely. You don't have to make a roll for that. You you just do that. There. Yeah, he's already um, dead. He's so. just scared <laughs> and yeah. sad. He he's no, not even just... resisting. He's just kind of like, yep, this is what we get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> I deserve this. Yeah. Um. So um, you you show them the syringe. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the lead researcher takes it and says, I haven't really seen anything like this. It does have the energy insignia on it. Do you know anything about this group? No, we were going to ask you since you seem to address them by name. So um, did you take the tape off of the other researcher's mouth? Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. OK, yeah. you rip the tape off and the researcher says, I, I, I heard rumors about this group. I think I know what's going on. I've heard that 15 years ago. When Team Magma and Team Aqua failed their grand ambitions of taking over the Hoenn region, that, uh, what were their names? Archie and Maxi, I believe? Yeah, Maxi when, and Archie. When, when, when Maxi and Archie retired, all of their goons had nowhere to go. And I heard that a new organization sprung up and hired them all for some sort of secret new project. I, that's pretty much all I know about it. Cindy mumbles under her breath, I swear to God, if my parents are involved in this, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, Does anybody hear that? What was that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. What? Can we we discuss that real quick? (laughs) Cindy? Uh, I was raised by my grandparents because my parents are awful. They're literally evil. Again, you're going to need to be more specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both Team Aquagrids back in the day or whatever. The day or whatever. And Cindy's just super um, pissed about the whole situation. What? Cindy's sus. Right. We don't have to worry about you or anything, right? No, I we hate my have... parents. I don't even know them. I just know they're the worst. We have another set of, like, bondings and stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got some rope. <laughs> you could. <laughs> uh, no, I, I trust her. I think. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Guys. We're fine. Like I'm literally <laughs> mad that they could be involved in this. <laughs> the researcher hands back the crazy syringe thing. She says, "Well, I'm not sure what brought you here in the first place. Besides that, I I don't know what you you're all our trainers, and you're obviously clearly skilled. The way that you wrangled that sharpedo was incredible. If you have any interest, I would. And then she looks over to the corner of the room." where there was like a cash register and it's been opened and emptied. And she says, "Ugh, never mind. I was going to ask if you ever found yourself over towards Lava Ridge Town, that if you would 
check out Jagged Pass and see if there's anything unusual happening there. We understand that there used to be a Team Magma base there, and ever since Team Magma disbanded, we just kind of, you know, everyone in the region just treated it as just an empty hole in the mountain. But we feel like it might have been repurposed, and that could be what's leading to Mount Chimney being dormant. We we don't know. Already knee-deep in this as it is. <laughs> um, Gimli. Toidal is just right up next to Alexander and just growling at him. I, I'm just telling you, you don't have to do anything. You can let him do that. But just so you know, Toidal is angry. Okay. Can I check Alexander for like any communication device so he can't be like, yo, I'm stuck or hey, come help me or yeah. anything like yeah. that? I imagine we would have done that when we tied him up. Yeah, well, we'll still need to check regardless. Make a check. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what am I rolling? Um, Investigation. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Yeah, you don't find a communication device. Um, you find like a little gum wrapper. You find two pokey dollars, just like loose change. <laughs> and you find a shipping label, a shipping label for large cargo going from Slateport to Moss Deep. Mm. Interesting. There's no details on it about the contents. There's no names. It just says parcel mm-hmm. and the two destinations. So, Alexander, what'd you do to my girl? She seems quite upset with you. Alexander, with his mouth taped, goes, uh, let me let me rip this off real quick. Hard rip. <laughs> <laughs> he says, ah, uh, I don't know. I've never seen this turtle before. Get it off. She's me. seen. Well, she's seen you before. <laughs> he says, I have no idea. Am I going to have to make you talk? Cracks knuckles. Intimidation? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Who's the evil ones now? I don't know. I don't Seriously. Know. <laughs> Listen, my, my girl's angry. What do you want me to do? Um, 17. 17. <laughs> he goes, uh, okay, okay. I don't, I don't actually know anything about the turtle. I don't know who would have heard it or whatever they did. I'm not that sort of grunt, but I know that a few months ago there was one of our bases and they were doing experiments on local Hoenn Pokemon. And I guess this turtle could have been a part of that. I'm so sorry. I'm not involved in that. Please don't hurt me. No problem. Just want to find out. <laughs> he didn't seem very talkative until <laughs> gave it a little knuckle crack. So no, no harm. Just need to know. He lets out a little exhale and he says, are, are you guys going to let me go? <laughs> Total back off, please. <laughs> uh, Cindy tries to convince him to leave his life of crime because she knows what kind of destruction and havoc it could wreak time. on someone's life. Are you going to persuade that? I'm going to try to. Okay. I'm not very good at perception or uh, persuasion. Persuasion. That's It'll be. Uh, can I like okay help her out with that? Like. <laughs> yeah, you can give her advantage, basically. Yeah. I also have like exper- personal experience. <laughs> oh no. Okay. I rolled a five, uh, plus two, a seven. Get advantage. You can advantage, do it again. okay. <laughs> that was the better roll. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's like, I'm too far deep. I'm not going to stop doing this. They gave me a Sharpedo. I mean, that's awesome. No, Did we not. take him yeah, to the police? Your Sharpedo's doing really good right now, and then I look at it while it's asleep under a pile of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he, he sheds a tear. <laughs> But yeah, should we like take him back to the police in uh, in Fortree? Yeah, guess so. It's a good idea. Yeah. Or you can give up your life of crime. Just saying. <laughs> he uh, he doesn't respond. He just kind of looks to the side and goes, hmm. Mm. 
Um, okay, so to the police it is. So we were already under suspicion from the police. Why don't we just make a phone call and leave them tied up here? I feel like that's more suspicious. Yeah, what the heck? We're not vigilantes. Like the, <laughs> the head researcher says, hold on. Are you guys already in trouble with the police? You helped me out. I don't mind doing you a favor. I can just call them in and you guys can skedaddle. Let's do that. Sure. Yeah, I, that's fine. We'll, we'll take that up. The researcher says, well, I'm sure you didn't just come here to show me the syringe, right? What, what are you doing here? Oh, uh, we saw there was like a sign. This is such a bad time to bring this up. But there was a sign <laughs> um, proclaiming that Pokemon caught uh, on route. What was it? 120, 121 mm. or something. There was uh, there, the uh, compensation for those Pokemon. No pressure or anything. Just thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, the mini researcher stands up and they're like, uh, uh, well, no, no, we're interested. Uh, yeah, we we can take a look. Another day oh, in the office. Oh, okay. Just gonna take a look at them. Like we're not like trading them in or anything, right? Nope. Then they're not gonna take your Pokemon okay. from you. Well, I did. I when they say compensation for like Pokemon caught, I'm like confused if it's like a turn in kind of thing or if it's like because that's where I was like confused by that whole concept of compensation when we were talking about it before. I was like, well, I guess we'll find out what we get. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay. Um, the lead, yeah. the the research lead, takes a look at your Pokemon. Her assistant, um, stretching out their body a little bit, is taking some notes. And they say, what, "Did they display any erratic behavior?" Um, she is looking at Salandit, Toidle, and the two Swablus. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair to Toidle, Toidle had the syringe in her. <laughs> uh, the what, researcher what goes. Oh, so Team Energy was involved and she hops over to her computer and types some stuff in and she asks, when did you catch this turtle? Would have been this morning yeah, before you fought the gym battle. It wasn't this morning. Or, it was the day before. Oh, it was, it was the, the same day as the gym challenge day. Well, you obtained ownership in the morning, but right, you but the met day before it before is when we captured it. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we met it two days ago. Okay. And be two days. the researcher says, wow, that falls perfectly in line with when the storm clouds came back. She turns around and says, well, thank you. I think we got a lo- lot of good data from this. The admin who was just here took all of our money. Um, but tell you what, you're all trainers. Since the embargo started and, and the travel restrictions, um, our communications with our partner research facility on Mount Hokulani in the Alola region, um, we're not really in touch with them anymore. And they gave us an assignment that is now put on hold. If... I mean, this isn't really payment, but if you could do us a favor, uh, we were supposed to conduct some research on some Pokemon, and we aren't since we can't send them back anytime soon. We can't really do anything with them. Would you be interested in taking them with you? Oh, sure. What are they? She stands up and goes over to a a very large box. It's on a table. She <laughs> says, uh, "Well, why don't you find out?" And wh- whoever's interested can roll a d twenty. i I think we're all interested but can we only bring like three pokemon with us at a time is that it's going on we'll find out well i think depending on your level though it depends on your level how many you can handle this is pretty sick so it's basically just this this big cardboard box um who's who grabs the box who grabs inside the box first i'll go first Mm -hmm. okay 
Elodie reaches into a big cardboard box. She feels warm, short hair and some blubber. What she pulls out of the box is a little blue seal with a collar and a little nose. And it goes, Bork! And and the researcher says, we were supposed to study how this poplio interacted with the local waters. If you wouldn't mind taking it with you on your journeys, that would be a huge help to us. I would love nothing more than doing that. Bork! Poplio, yay! Do oh, you um, put it in a premiere ball or a fortune ball? Oh, uh, put it in a premiere ball. Okay, you do not have to make a roll. This thing is eager to have friends. You've caught yourself a poplio. Very cool. Oh. <laughs> uh, who's, right. who's next? I will reach in next. Okay, Gimli reaches into the large car- cardboard box. A Pokemon that is somewhat familiar to him, something that he's seen in the mines quite often, but a little bit different. The researcher says, that, that Rocky fella, that's a Geodude, but it behaves differently from the Geodudes that we know here in Hoenn. Mm. It seems to have magnetic properties. We're not really sure, but if you wouldn't (laughs) mind taking it with you, we would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. You have an Alolan Geodude. What ball do you put it in? Uh, I will put it in the Fortree ball so I can tell the difference. <laughs> cool. You do that. Very cool. Lolan Geodude. Who's next? Cindy can go next. Cindy reaches her hands into the mysterious box. And what does she pull out? None other than, well, she hears it before she touches it because she hears a little meow. There's a little black and red tiger cat the researcher says that there's a litten we were studying how it interacts with the hot hoen sun we were hoping to take it over to the dormant mount chimney and see how it behaved there if you would do that for us that'd be amazing spicy kitty let's go (laughs) spicy best friends let's go (laughs) schmidt are you reaching to the box yep okay you reach into the box and you pick up something that is rather light, rather small. Very unusual. You pull out a very simple looking brown bird with a curved beak. The researcher says, this one's really interesting. And I was really hoping to get a lot of good data on this. So if you're willing to help us out with that, that'd be amazing. This Pokemon is known as Oricorio, and it assumes different forms depending on the island that it's from. We had it shipped over from Alola and it's just a plain bird. It has no special properties. It, they're known for their dancing. This one doesn't know any dance moves. We th- we're thinking that depending on the places you take it to or depending on how you train it, it might adopt some new properties. Would you be willing to check out this Oricorio for us? Yes. Wow. So you are free to capture a plain Oricorio. It is a pure flying type. What ball are you going to put it in? Uh, premiere ball for aesthetic. Okay, you do that. Cindy, all four of your Pokeballs begin to shake. What do you do? I don't know. Try and figure out what's going on or ask what might be going on of the researchers. They say, why are my balls shaking? They say, well, how many badges do you have? One. 
They say, yeah, you're uh, you're at your limit. You'll have to send one back to the PC. <sighs> this is a tough decision. Probably Izzy for now. Okay. You touch Izzy's Pokeball and it just vanishes in thin air upwards. It's just gone. And all the balls stop shaking. You're all set. So the researchers say, I'm really sorry we couldn't offer cash prizes like the bulletin promised, but we really appreciate you taking care of these Pokemon and hopefully they do a little something for you along the way as well. If you have no further questions to ask or nothing else to do, that's where we'll call the session. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Dunsparce and Drampa. If you're enjoying this series, please be sure to follow or subscribe and check out the links in the description or by visiting linktree slash Dunsparce. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Dunsparce. We'd like to give a shout out to our first Patreon supporter, Greta. She has access to exclusive behind-the-scenes content, including post-show discussions for every group episode, campaign artwork made by Grace and Melissa, opportunities to name NPCs, and the ability to candidly ask questions to myself and the players to be answered in a future AMA. If any of these perks sound interesting to you, please consider supporting the show by visiting patreon.com slash dunsparse. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Incineroar is going to ruin our campaign. <laughs> yeah, so Incineroar ruins everything. Yeah. Oh no. Sag. Jacob's yeah, out. Ja- Sag, Jacob's dude. quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Incineroar's um, ruining this game too. Ball. Done. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>